This uh, this Bronco team, as uh, they get ready to uh, head into Saturday night's game against Detroit, first of all, do, do you think we'll see Greg Dulcich at all? I'd be surprised. They opened the practice window for him. He looked fine in the open viewing when I talked to Greg. Feels like they've got a good plan to keep him healthy. But, I mean, honestly, you'd be talking about Wednesday, Thursday practice, Friday walkthrough to be ready to go after basically, what, a six-week layoff. My guess is he will play against the Patriots, not the Lions. But Coach Payton didn't rule it out, and they could use him because they really don't have a passing game over the middle of the field at all. And that's what he does. I know he hasn't done it this year, but even last year in a you know just broken season, he was effective in the middle of the field. But I don't – right now, as we sit here today, I don't expect him, but he hasn't been ruled out. All right, Troy. Pupil versus the teacher. Sean Payton versus Dan Campbell. Handicap that for me. Who's got the advantage? Well, I mean, Payton's got the experience. He's got the Super Bowl. He knows. He taught. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell has nothing but respect for Sean. When I talked to Campbell at the spring meetings in Scottsdale, he, he told me, he's like, Sean Payton will figure it out. And I said, why? He's like, because everything matters to him. That the building will fill him every day. There's just a level of expectation. And so Campbell has taken that. Now, Campbell is much more an extrovert, much more emotional in the way he coaches, uh, much more, uh, you know, his team takes on his identity in every way. And Payton takes it on in a different way in terms of just detail-oriented, but I would say Peyton has the advantage. He brought him in as a coach. He knows how he coaches. I just think that the talent the Lions have, especially on turf, indoors, that's going to be the challenge more than this coaching matchup is just can the Broncos' defense play as well as it has been against a team that's really, really fast inside. By the way, while I'm asking you about uh, player availability, uh, Nick Benito and, and P.J. Locke, what's the, the sense there as they both have uh, popped up on the injury report? And Benito, of course, leaving the game last week. Yeah, we did not see either one of them at practice yesterday. I would be surprised if Benito played. He walked out of the locker room on Sunday with a brace on his left knee. Uh, the fact we haven't heard about any kind of significant damage is encouraging. But, again, I would be surprised. Uh, for, for me, I'd be very surprised if Benito plays. I would put Drew Sanders as their extra outside linebacker who played that role last week. you got Ronnie Perkins' as depth as well. But uh, Sanders has been playing more outside than inside. And so that and it hurts because Benito is a true pass rusher, especially in, on you know obvious pass rushing situations. But I don't expect him. P.J. Locke I expect to play. He got hit. So everyone thinks he got hurt when he collided with Jaquan McMillan. He got hurt when a helmet hit him on a tackle, hit him in the throat. So he's dealing. So it's listed as a neck injury. He got hit in the throat. Uh, but I would expect uh, PJ to play. They need him. I mean, Kareem Jackson doesn't come back until next week. I don't think Kareem would start when he comes back. He'll play more of a complimentary role. But I expect uh, PJ Locke to play as of now. Again, he didn't practice, but I expect him to play. I don't expect to see Benito. What? Troy, what do you think the uh, role of uh, Jerry Judy is going to be going forward? Well, they still need him. I understand the frustration from everyone. No one's been more bullish on Jerry than I have. But, I mean, it's, it's just his attention to detail. It hasn't been there, The not dragging his foot. I mean, his only touchdown of the season, it was nearly the same thing against Kansas City. You just got to be better. I mean, he gets open, but, you know, you've got to show the instincts within the game. The talent has not been the question, is that you've got to find a way to make plays in the game. But they can't go away from him completely, Mark, because they don't have enough weapons to do so. 
uh, visiting with Troy Rank. Troy, did I hear uh, Russ correctly yesterday saying that uh, while Sierra was with him in L.A. over the weekend, uh, expecting their child, she had their child, that, that he was prepared to miss the birth to be with the team, to play? That's what he said, correct. Um, you know, and it, I, I saw her post-game. I wasn't sure it was her because I knew the due date was close. So running between locker room and press conferences, which is like a mile and a half away at SoFi, the way that thing is laid out, I'm like, man, I think that's Sierra right there. And then so they went to the hospital after the game. I'm guessing she must have flown private to get there and have a doctor with her and all those things because, anyway, regardless, it all worked out. But, yeah, he said that. That's not totally surprising, and I I don't mean to be insensitive to that, but, I mean – Outside of your first child to miss a football game, man, it's a tough one. I mean, baseball, it's different when you play 162 or hockey or basketball. If you miss a football game, that's the equivalent of, like, 10 baseball games. So he was prepared to miss the game, excuse me, to miss the birth for the game. And, and just I'm, I'm glad it didn't come to that. You, That's certainly a life moment you want to be at. But, yeah, he said that. He said he was prepared to miss it. And I believe him just because of the fact that those games are such a premium and it wasn't the, the couple's first child. Respect. Yeah. Respect. I like it. All right. I mean, I think that's standard operating procedure, but that's me and I'm uh, a caveman. <laughs> uh, Troy. Mark, Mark just paced outside the uh, waiting right. room uh, no, handing had, out cigars. We had a deal. <laughs> my, my wife and I had a deal. If you're going to have, if you're going to get pregnant and we're going to have a kid during the season, if it comes between watching the birth of the kid and, and the game, I'm going to the game. You're on your own on this one. We knew. I mean, that was just standard. That was the plan, huh? That was yeah. That was that was, a, was discussed. That was de- decreed. Well, yes. I mean, and Mark's, Mark's right. I mean, when I started covering baseball, the idea of missing even for the birth of your first child was just yeah. unthinkable. And it finally, you know, it changed understandably so in the mid two thousands. But yeah. It was, I remember, Mark, to your point, I was covering Howard Griffith and his wife was pregnant and he had talked about missing a game uh, for the birth and Coach Shanahan pulled me aside and asked me about, (laughs) he's like, did he say that? And I was like, you need to talk to Howard. I'm not getting involved in the middle of this. I mean, I know what he said, but you guys need to have that conversation. Yeah, no question. Hey, Mike brought a good good question up. Glue guys, you know, those guys in the locker room that aren't the stars, that aren't the starters, but, uh, you know, keep a locker room together. You've covered this. uh, You've covered Denver sports forever, every team. Any glue guys that you can think of off the top of your head, both Broncos, Rockies, whatever whatever the case may be, that really just kind of held things together? Yeah, Ryan Spielborgs was the ideal glue guy for those Rockies teams. Love it. World Series team because he had such uh, I mean, he still does, but great personality to make fun of himself and keep just really bring the temperature down in the room by making fun of himself all the time. Guys loved him. Keith Burns was, I thought, on your team, Mark, mm-hmm. guy that kind of a glue guy, that Anthony Lynn type guy, you know, those kind of players that just, you know, just on this team, you got Justin Sternod, who's just a core special teamer who gets along with everybody. Uh, I mean, just, I mean, there's guys that make the pieces of the puzzle fit that you don't see. Even like, you know, Stidham's got a great personality, like the backup quarterback on scout teams sometimes can be that guy. But I'd certainly, for me, the one I covered the most because of my days in baseball would be Ryan Spielberg. Cool. Good. Awesome. Nice. We even got a Yorvi Torrielba 
uh, mention yeah. uh, earlier than the show. He, he certainly was, especially with Latin players. They respected him like a father figure. Awesome. And on those 07, that 07 through 09 group of players, Yorvit was huge in the locker room for, you know, young Abaldo Jimenez and Frankie Morales and those guys and Manny Corpus. Yorvit uh, was huge for them. Great stuff. Troy, thank you. You got it. See you. Troy Rank, our Denver 7 Insider, presented by Rocks, R-O-X, Rocks Heating and Air.